everybody. Welcome to Critique or Cynicism, a podcast dedicated to identifying, analyzing, and steel-manning arguments everyone else labels as either woke pandering or the winding of toxic fandoms. How reasonable are common criticisms of modern media? Let's discuss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Critique or Cynicism podcast. As always, this is your host, Natalie, and today I am joined by Professor Juan Contreras of the University of Akron, the general manager of our student-run television station, ZTV, professor of video production courses, and lover of all things Star Wars. Professor Contreras, it is great to have you on. It is great to be here. Thank you for the very kind invitation. Absolutely. Today, we are going to be talking about Luke Skywalker. Specifically, whether or not nearly murdering his nephew, as established in Episode 8, The Last Jedi, was either in line with his character, or at least a believable progression of that character from what we've been given. On one hand, some argue that this portrayal of Luke is accurate to what we've seen from him in Return of the Jedi, where he attacks Vader in a rage. They say Luke has always been quick to strike, even against members of his family that he was trying to redeem. It is argued that Luke does not try to redeem Ben because, using the Force, he already sees that Ben is beyond saving. Additionally, Screen Rant goes as far as to say that Ryan Johnson's portrayal added a much-needed darkest point to Luke's character arc, claiming that Luke had never really been legitimately tempted by the dark side in the original trilogy. They argued that Luke's dark past was necessary for the storyline of the sequels to work. On the flip side, Luke was meant to be a force of hope and optimism, as Mark Hamill himself points out. While he supported Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi publicly, he made it no secret that he fundamentally disagreed with the direction of Luke's character. And, to some people, the reveal of him nearly killing his nephew is less of a natural dark point in his story arc, but more of a complete reversal of his character, given he refused to kill the second most evil man in the galaxy due to their shared blood. Especially since the shift happened between trilogies. We didn't even see Luke's increasing struggles with the dark side or his PTSD, and yet we were meant to believe that it was a natural progression for the character. Similarly, such a change from the established character has to be better set up, not simply taken for granted and brushed off with a, it's been 30 years, anything could happen. At this point, Luke should be a more seasoned, mature Jedi, less prone to such a mentality, especially after nearly falling to the dark side. They argue that it is laughable to compare trying to kill your mass-murdering dictator of an adversary mid-duel, while he's threatening to kill your friends and corrupt your sister, to killing your nephew while he's sleeping before he's actually done anything wrong. While Luke stopped himself before he actually tried to murder Ben, they argue that it shouldn't have gotten that far in the first place, and that it is entirely reasonable to assume that the person standing over your sleeping form staring at you with an ignited weapon in hand, is here to kill you. That's not a misunderstanding of the situation if that was Luke's intention. Also, they argue, if Luke intended to kill Ben originally because he was irredeemable, why does Rey claim she senses good in him in the same movie? It's not likely that he would have been irredeemable then, but not now. Critics point out that Luke was tempted in the original trilogy. His failure at the cave where he, you know, failed. Him trying, though failing, to kill Vader at the end of Empire. And Luke trying to kill Palpatine, 
then Vader, at the end of Return of the Jedi. The Last Jedi did not improve anything, and if this change was crucial for the sequels to work, then they needed to justify it better or go in a different direction that would work. Professor Contreras and I are going to be looking at both perspectives. Before we get into this, though, just to be fair, I want to throw out that this podcast is not meant to attack anyone, regardless how they feel about The Last Jedi, but rather to genuinely look at the arguments for both sides and see where we land. So with that disclaimer out of the way, as a lover of all things Star Wars, as you said, where do you land? What were your thoughts on Luke's portrayal in The Last Jedi? Well, where to begin? <laughs> Wait. Um, so... With Luke's portrayal in, in The Last Jedi, I I kind of feel that the whole portrayal does not align really with with a couple of elements that we see throughout Star Wars. First of all, it doesn't really align with who Luke Skywalker is as a character. Uh, Luke Skywalker always was portrayed as the kind of like the the hero that is somewhat naive for not giving up on anybody. Everybody's given up in the in the original trilogy. Uh, on his father, Darth Vader. Like, there's no way you can rescue this guy from the dark side. And, uh, and you know, and he is also given this task by Master Yoda in Return of the Jedi. You have to train the next generation of Jedi. And he takes all of that to heart, right? Um, the whole idea that he was missing to begin with what didn't really make a lot of sense. And now that we find out in The Last Jedi why he's missing... It doesn't really align with the character of Luke Skywalker. Uh, it also goes against what Jedi believe in. Jedi's, Jedi don't go into exile. Jedi f- try to figure it out, and, and they have their, their entire moral code to guide them. The decisions that are guiding Luke Skywalker as the hero of the story are just not really in alignment with who he is as a person uh, and the code that he believes in. Part of the reason they do this is just maybe to open the door to a new generation of heroes, which I totally understand. But again, it just doesn't align. You don't have to make a character less like that uh, in order to open the door to a new generation of, of heroes here. You, you know what the main issue to me is with the sequel trilogy? This is... I think maybe at the core of the problem. When Disney decided to do a new trilogy, they didn't really have a game plan for all three movies. But um, but you know, at the at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about Luke Skywalker, and I, I think there was just no plan. What what do we do with all these heroes that now have a tradition of being in Star Wars for four decades? So it sounds like you're saying, as a narrative film, as a video production professor. They could have done with a little bit more pre-production planning. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really think that they should have taken the project a little more carefully and say what is what is going to be this the overall story arc for these three movies. Going back to Luke, so you think that he in general is pretty much out of character. Yeah. Um, does that carry over to him trying to kill his nephew? That is a really good question, and I'm going to answer it in two ways. The first way is it's completely out of character for him to try to kill his nephew. To even consider it. To even consider it. I mean, as a Jedi, he, he, he definitely, maybe, I don't even know if he would consider it, but like, okay, look at other Jedi that have danced that line. Maze Window in Episode 3 is trying to kill Palpatine. Because he knows what he's going to... He's already 
one tiny step away from grabbing absolute power. And he says he's too dangerous to be left alive. If we don't, all these people are going to die, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the maybe the premise that they're bringing to Luke. The problem is that that's Luke's nephew. We don't really know the backstory to it. How do we get to this point that Ben Solo is apparently this psycho killer to be? Um, and did you not see it coming before? Did you not feel the dark side in him? Because, you know, as, as a teacher, you could have done that over time, right? It's not something that happens over o overnight, but that's the problem with the movie. They're just like painting it to be like that. So it's out of character because this is not something that a Jedi master would just like let go. That's one context, right? The context of what the, this movie is playing, would it be out of character for Luke Skywalker to consider killing somebody? I would say no. Every Jedi is tempted by the dark side. We all get temptations to to dance the line between right and wrong, right? And we get tempted to do the wrong thing all the time. So yeah, I don't think it would necessarily be bad. All Jedi also get tempted by the dark side, just like in real life we get tempted by the forces of evil. In that sense, it doesn't seem to me like it would be completely out of character for a Jedi to be tempted when they see... When Luke can easily say, like, I've seen what the dark side can do. What is out of character, again, is that Luke Skywalker never gave up on his father. And he stood before the Emperor and say, and basically said, like, I'm going to bring him back to the light. You'll see. He wagered the entire galaxy and the lives of his friends. On exactly. That. So what would Luke Skywalker do in the, circum in the cir circumstances? He sees that his nephew is potentially going to be another emp emperor, another evil mastermind killing millions of people. What is he going to do? He's going to wager the galaxy again to save his nephew. That's what Luke Skywalker would do. So it sounds like it would be in character for a Jedi to do it, but not for Luke. I think so, yes. In Return of the Jedi, Luke is responding to the threat of killing all his friends. And he gets tempted by the dark side. There is that temptation. In The Last Jedi, the, the temptation might, might come more internally, uh, but again, out of character. And it's not as immediate. He still has time to talk to Ben. Right, right. So I don't think, and I don't think he was necessarily like trying to, to kill Vader. I mean, was he? He he definitely gives into his anger. But was he, it, he? I never even read it like, oh, he's trying to kill him. No, he's just giving into his anger, and then in the process, he might kill him. Sure, but is he trying to kill him? No, he's still trying to save him in Return of the Jedi. I would probably think that Luke Skywalker can sense whether there is like at least a little bit of good in mm -hmm. Ben, in which the way that the the sequels progress, we do see that Ben there has, has some. Be, there's right? good in him. He, in the end, doesn't give in to the dark side. He ends up rejecting the dark side in the Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And even in the Last Jedi, where he's like, he doesn't want to kill his mom at first. Right. And. Ray even says, if we're supposed to believe that Ray is now supposed to be the Luke kind of figure of the sequels, she even says, there's good in you. I can sense it. It's like a, an actual parallel with Vader and Luke that they are going for in Ryan Johnson's own movie. Yeah, I don't even know where that argument came from, but you just made the, the, those points. Also, Snoke knows there's conflict in him because he's trying to erase every trace of conflict or goodness in Ben Solo. 
So as the ZTV general manager, you have some experience with narrative storytelling, obviously. And you actually gave me a class assignment not too long ago on it. How would you define the phrase character arc? So a character arc is where the character starts with normal life, normal circumstances, and then something happens that sets the character off in an adventure of some sort. And along the way, there are conflicts and problems that need to be solved. And uh, as the character faces these trials and circumstances, those trials and circumstances, circumstances provide growth. That growth is what leads to the climactic event that brings us to the end of our story and brings us to point B. The whole point is that at the end of the arc, the character changes. There is a lesson learned. Do you think what we're, what we, with what we were talking about in character arcs, about characters going from point A to point B, do you think that that usually should happen on screen or are there cases where it might be more acceptable for it to happen off screen and we just accept that the character is different now? Um, what do you think about that? Well, but uh, okay, so here, here's one thing. You have a corporation that is taking over uh, an entire universe of storytelling that spans not only movies, but TV shows, comic books. Well, some of those comic books are no longer canon, all that, whatever. So you can argue that those stories are going to fill those gaps. From a filmmaking standpoint, you you don't you cannot rely on those gaps, right? Like whatever you're going to tell cannot rely on a on a story that is outside of that. You can you can still explain enough that people would understand why something happened. So that whole 30-year gap it shouldn't be a crutch and it shouldn't be an excuse to make the characters what they were in the films what needs to be addressed gets addressed and nobody can point you to oh just go watch this as long as in the movie you don't you don't leave the important plot points unaddressed that's important this is a problem with the sequels a lot of these are left totally in the air we don't know anything we don't know we don't really know much about luke's years trying to be a jedi master and that's part of the problem they might say like well we'll come out with a tv show for that well still this is not going to satisfy the issues with last jedi and so it seems like with many fandoms there can be a kind of divide between fans who are angry about their beloved franchises their babies being ruined and other fans who are just kind of happy to have more content regardless. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect, but I'm just glad that I have more stuff to consume. Um, as a Star Wars fan, and I know because you've told me, obviously, and I've been to your office, <laughs> um, would you prefer to have new but subpar Star Wars content that's inconsistent with previously established lore, characters, etc.? Or would you prefer that they just, you know, keep with their good stuff and just quit while they're ahead kind of thing? It, it would be like trying to pick and choose, right? I, oh, like Mandalorian is great. In my mind, I honestly, if if all the content were just like the sequels, I'd probably be like, don't do anything more. So I would probably say I, I'd rather pick a world where there's no more Star Wars. Um, I worry about just going off of this this last point i worry about 
a couple of things. The first one is what is going to happen to these like super awesome brands in the future if we keep milking the cow? And I'm not talking just about Star Wars. Look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. At what point is it too much? And I'm just throwing out the question. I really like the movies. And also, I, I, maybe I'm going back more on professor mode and less on fan uh, mode. But these stories serve a purpose culturally, right? And this is why people like me were upset. I don't want to see my hero do that just because my hero now is antiquated to you. That's not fair. That's still my hero. And it doesn't mean that he can't be a hero to somebody else or somebody that we look up to that, like, what does that say even to like respecting our elders, right? These are cultural products. We used to have our cultural products be uh, coming from literature or oral tradition where people sat around a fire and listened to somebody tell a story. Well, now we don't sit around the fire. We sit in the movie theater. Okay, and, and these are still stories that carry our values forward. So that's my concern. How much are we watering down all of that? After talking with Professor Contreras, I find the criticism of Luke Skywalker to be almost completely justified. In the past, such as his interactions with Darth Vader in the Emperor's throne room, he only attacked when Leia or someone else in his family was threatened. While some will argue that he only redeemed Darth Vader because he could see the good in him, whereas with Ben he couldn't, it wasn't just that. Luke told Obi-Wan, I can't kill my own father. He is focusing on his familial bond to Vader here, not Vader's inherent goodness, though he does mention that too. Family is everything to Luke. It is the deaths of his aunt and uncle that makes him decide to venture to Alderaan and fight the Empire. He disobeys Yoda to rescue Han and Leia, who were the closest thing to family he really had. The revelation that Darth Vader was his father was so crushing to him because of the immense love that he had for the man who was his father. It's the threat to corrupt Leia that finally causes Luke to snap and attack Vader in the Emperor's throne room. Before then, he still says, I will not fight you. It was the Emperor who had no redeeming qualities, no blood ties to Luke, and who was currently killing all of Luke's friends that Luke sought to kill. Still not Vader until Vader brought up going after Leia. It actually had broken my suspension of disbelief as soon as Luke confirmed this version of events to be true. Considering murdering your nephew, the only son of your sister and best friend, is not acceptable even if you do not end up actually doing it. The intention was still there, and there is still good in Ben Solo, proven in episodes 8 and 9. And while there is good in him, nothing will convince me that Luke's trying to kill him rather than talk to him and turn him was in character. Again, I'm not asking anyone to dislike The Last Jedi because I thought it was the worst Star Wars movie in history. Please like it if you truly do, and don't let anyone take that away from you. That said, I do have my opinion as well. My opinion is the critique of Luke Skywalker's almost attempted murder was justified. Do you have any opinions you want to share about this topic? Suggestions for a future topic? Please let me know by emailing criticcynicpodcast at gmail.com and or by checking out my Facebook page, Critique or Cynicism Podcast. Thank you for listening and may all your movies be marvelous.